In this episode of Learning Tracks, the ability to have the tools, the digital tools that they need to become those global collaborators, things like like um, Skype or Zoom, teleconferencing, chats, podcasts, blogs, any of those kinds of things that connect them outside of the four walls of the school is going to be the kind of impact that leads to that confidence building. That's Debbie Bermeo, Bill's coach at Sutter Middle School in LA Unified School District. We sat down with her to talk about what she's doing to support her teachers in helping students to become autonomous learners and effective collaborators. Welcome to Bill's Learning Tracks. I'm your host, Callie Alford. I'm here with Debbie Bermeo at Sutter Middle School. Uh, Debbie is a Bill's coach who has been a phenomenal job in her first year and is ready to get everything started and kicked off running uh, here in her second year. Debbie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Callie. Honored to be here. Thanks for having me. It is definitely our honor to have you. So uh, if you don't mind, go ahead and tell the, tell the listeners about yourself and all the good work you guys have been doing at Sutter's from year one to now. Well, thank you. I'm really lucky to, to work here. We have a, an amazing faculty and staff and a, a truly supportive and um, innovative administrative um, group here with our principal, Kelly Welsh, and our assistant principals, Mike Harrington and Anna Mejia. They're pretty amazing, and they really support the Vils initiatives and my role as a Vils coach here. On top of that, I have a relationship with all of the teachers here because I used to be a teacher here for many years, and I think that that's been a key component in making the program successful here and my role as the coach because I have established a relationship with these teachers. So you've seen this school kind of grow from a lot of different phases. It sounds like you mentioned you were, you were a teacher here. What's some of the key impacts that Vils has had at your school? Well, definitely we are a Title I school. Uh, we have a lot of foster youth on campus and a lot of uh, a high need uh, with special ed. And so um, having some disadvantaged students here, it's been incredible to have Verizon provide our kids with uh, devices that they can use 24-7 in addition to the data, you know, the five gigs of data per month. It's really brought accessibility to our students at home and they get to do things that they never got to do before because now they can actually connect to the internet. Awesome, awesome. It's always so good to hear uh, getting out in the Ville schools and seeing the ways that the program has been really able to to marry with the good things that are going on at the schools and just see how teachers are able to take flight with those things. It's always heartwarming to see. Uh, the focus of our episode here on Learning Tracks this week uh, is the idea of the autonomous collaborator. And I know that's kind of contradictory for some of our, our listeners out there. So I'm going to enlist your help here. Uh, how can we, how, let's workshop this definition together. What is it that we mean when we say an autonomous collaborator? Or, or, or better yet, what is, let's start with autonomy. What does autonomy mean to you, the students? Well, to me, it means that the students are able to take hold of their learning and take ownership of it. And to be able to become active learners as opposed to passive learners, where you've got a classroom where there's uh, a student focus the students know what they need in order to access their learning, how to research, how to analyze, how to access and re, uh, information. Mm -hmm. uh, to me, that's what autonomy means. Um, and then the collaborator part, I think, is um, collaborating on a global scale, and, and that could mean with kids in other countries, but it could also mean with the kids next door. Right, right. Um, so we've, uh, we're, we're using this podcast, uh, as you know, for our teacher modules that are, that are launching this fall. Uh, our different tracks are blended learning, uh, digital collaboration, and project-based learning. So uh, kicking off with this episode, with autonomous uh, collaborators being our focus, you'll see in each of those three different areas, there's a, a, there's a strong need for autonomous 
learning for students or student autonomy, but then also this need for them to really develop uh, their skills in terms of collaborating with, with their peers. Uh, what's some of the things that you've been able to support teachers in doing as a coach to really make sure students are able to have that collaborative experience and develop those skills in their classrooms? I think offering teachers resources along with reminding them the importance of rigor in a classroom and then attaching those things to things like a choice board or um, different opportunities for the children to select how they want to how they want to explain, display, or show their learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's kind of a key ingredient in my position this year is having the opportunity to work with teachers, lots of different uh, teachers at different levels of their of their career path, whether it's their first year or their 30th year, and at their different comfort levels with technology. Because when you put those two things together, that's when you truly get um, the opportunity for kids to become those global collaborators. Awesome. So for our listeners out there, I know you guys can't see Sutter Middle School, but this school has a phenomenal array of like collages around the wall, posters. There's a big mural in the media center. And what you see, it, it you really feel that there's this culture of student ownership because a lot of these, uh, a lot of these uh, murals and pieces of artwork are either student facing or student created. Uh, so there's clearly an element of ownership here at Sutter. Uh, I want to ask you, Debbie. When we're talking about student autonomy, in terms of your kiddos specifically, what do you think is the real benefit about these kids being able to develop their abilities to be autonomous or to stand on their own two feet in terms of uh, their own learning and growing their own knowledge and skill sets? I think it's about confidence, you know, confidence in STEM learning and themselves as being learners where they can take their own ownership so often we get into things like high school and college and sometimes you feel like things are being spoon-fed to you. But here at Sutter, our students are really working on becoming those global collaborators and seeking out those opportunities for learning on their own and learning those research skills and figuring out all the different resources that are out there. And I think for our kids, um, the ability to have the tools, the digital tools that they need to become those global collaborators, things like like um, Skype or Zoom, teleconferencing, chats, podcasts, blogs, any of those kinds of things that connect them outside of the four walls of the school is going to be the kind of impact that leads to that confidence building. Mm-hmm. They've, they've taken ownership of their learning, their awesome. skin in the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of skin in the game, I, I, wanting teachers to buy in. Uh, you mentioned that you know you have a ra- an array of teachers who've been teaching for a long periods of time into uh, maybe their first year or second years. How do you get teachers to buy in uh, and then invest themselves to have skin in the game to make sure the students are given those opportunities to develop their autonomy skills? I think it's about trust. You know, if you are at a school like we are here at our school at Sutter Middle School, we really are about innovation, and that means that teachers have to feel like there's trust and they have confidence that they're gonna be able to be risk takers as an educator. So we want our students to be risk takers, but we really also need our teachers to be risk takers. And that has to be supported by the administration, the coaching, and then the the collaborative spirit that our faculty has. So our teachers know that if they're gonna try something new or different, even if they think they failed, that's really, what is it, fail is first attempt in learning. You know, they're learning. Right, right, it's a step forward. Yes. How do you, what would advice would you give to those teachers that are having just a little bit of struggle uh, making that first step or loosening those reins so that students can kind of take control in their classrooms? What's your advice? 
I think my advice would be start small. You know, you, you don't have to do it all in one day. Do a little bit at a time. Call your coach in. Go observe other teachers that are doing something that you want to do. Start small with like a Flipgrid or a Padlet or something simple like that where the students have an opportunity to show their learning other than just raising their hand. And, and those kinds of things lend opportunities to your quiet kids, the ones that might not raise their hand. Start small like that. Don't You don't have to do all of it in okay. one day. I like that. And I, I was at um, Thomas Burroughs, excuse me, John Burroughs uh, Middle School this morning across the district here in L.A., uh, and I had that conversation with teachers there, and they really responded to this, uh, the idea about just moving forward, whether that's a step forward, a leap forward, or just kind of doing that thing where you tip, tip, put your tip of your toe in and see if the water's too cold, you know? Um, but either way, it's just a, a step forward in terms of finding that one thing. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask you the same question I, I posed to them, just, again, getting your, your, your help here workshopping this. Uh, our focus, again, is autonomous collaborators. If we're looking at the word collaboration and what we kind of assume and associate with that, what would you say the difference is between collaboration and cooperation when we're talking about what our students are doing, their, their tasks? Well, I think when you're talking about collaboration, you're talking about being able to contribute constructively um, and using different roles to examine and investigate solutions to either like local issues or even global issues. And I think that once you know how to collaborate, then the skills needed require the skills for cooperation. Very good, awesome. And what the teachers are learning now if they're going through the digital collaboration modules uh, is that we like to think of collaboration as a spectrum. Uh, there's a lot of different things that we can um, say that collaboration is. Obviously, a lot of things we can say it isn't. But it falls on us to establish what is that floor? You know, what's that minimum expectation? where we're saying uh, is collaboration where our students are using a Google Doc or 365 just doing something at the same time, if that's collaborating, or does it need to be an exchange of ideas or challenging one another's uh, understanding of a concept, really uh, reconciling those differences there to find a, a more sure understanding. Um, that compared to, uh, excuse me, that in addition to what you're mentioning with, with autonomy, would you say that your students at Sutter are, are, are very versed in those collaborative skills? Uh, in terms of the experiences they're getting here at Sutter with the teachers, or do you think that's something that's kind of ongoing? And, and what does that look like here? Well, I think it's definitely an ongoing thing for us. I think we're learning as teachers, you know, we're entering our year two of Verizon, uh, the partnership with Verizon. So as a year two schools, our teachers have transitioned from, oh, look, we all have iPads. And how does that fit into the behavior management in the classroom? To now, oh, wow, look, we have iPads. And now we know how to use all of these apps and we know how to interface them in our classroom. Now how can we use them pedagogically with rigor? And once you have that established, now you can start looking at outside of your classroom. And the baseline for us, I think, here in LA Unified, we have our LMS, our learning management system is Schoology. And that's one very basic thing that we all use. The children use that to communicate with their teachers or administrators. And, and, and conversely, the teachers use that to communicate with the, with the students as well as parents. That's a huge component to be able to do that. And because we have the Verizon iPads, they can now do this from home. You know, that wasn't always the case. Great. And they can upload assignments, they can create their digital portfolios online. So that's one way that we start on the minimum here. So I, I like that you brought in the district to this because it really is a partnership uh, model in terms of what we're doing for our students. Are there any other initiatives going on in LAUSD that you want to talk about in terms of this work? 
Yes, we are also partnered. Sutter is also partnered with School to Home, which brings a parent component to narrowing the digital divide. And what they do is they provide support for parent workshops and that component, which is just as important as anything else. Um, we have also, um, Sutter applied for and got the um, Practitioner 4.0 partnership through the Instructional instructional Technology Initiative led by Ms. Sofia Mendoza. And, and what's that initiative? Can you talk a little bit more about that? So that initiative brings uh, technology and technological practices to schools, and you have to apply for it. We were a Practitioner 4.01, I mean, sorry, Practitioner 1.0, 2.0, and now we're a 4.0. And along with that, um, a lot of schools get what is called an ITF, which is an instructional technology facilitator. And for me here, because I'm the Verizon coach, I kind of, that is kind of my role anyway. And so I'm going to be continuing to get further training on that too. So it's a very, I feel very privileged, actually, yeah. <laughs> very privileged and very honored to have both of those roles. They will be complementary to each other and, and they will help me out a lot. Very good. Very good. So it sounds like you're, you're learning a lot of different skills that like you can kind of lend into this role as well. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Very good. Um, so in terms of in terms of that initiative, um, what does that translate to in terms of building those students 21st century skills? Is it uh, what's the end goal, I guess, is to say for that initiative? So the end goal for that is to make well, this year, the focus is global collaborators and we're going based straight off the ISTE standards. Um, and certainly using those, like I said, those digital tools, the collaborative strategies, making sure that the students are contributing constructively and using various roles to explore and investigate solutions to local and global problems. That's the goal of the ITI, the Instructional Technology Initiative. And at Sutter, um, because I'm the VILS coach, I'm kind of in a unique position to see, wow, this really um, goes hand in hand. It complements the Verizon Initiative. And so I'm able to... Um, work with teachers to develop that concurrently with the VILS initiatives. Will students have an opportunity to kind of showcase what they're developing as a part of these? Or? Absolutely. So the students, so this year, because we're focusing on being global collaborators, we're going to make sure that we as a faculty meet and decide what is that going to look like at our school. I'll give you one example. So this summer we did a Lego training. The sixth grade teachers and I got uh, the opportunity to attend that training as well. Here at school, our elementary school, which is connected to our campus next door, is also doing Lego. They have a partnership with Lego. And so you've got their third, fourth, and fifth grade students building Lego bots and going to competitions. And our students are going to start doing that this year, our sixth graders. And so we were talking about being global collaborators and using teleconferencing uh, opportunities such as Zoom or Skype in order to have our, our middle school students communicate and send challenges or receive challenges from the elementary school students. That's one opportunity that we're looking at that we will be building this year. That sounds awesome. And I mean, I, I couldn't have, I couldn't have ask for a better setup there. I mean, that's that's essentially what we're looking for when we're talking about autonomous learners. You know, you have students that are designing their own experiences, uh, shoring them up in their own classrooms, and then sharing it out to other classrooms across the, uh, you know, in your case, the campus. But they could very well be sharing those, those same lessons with other students at uh, schools across the district or across the country for that matter. Exactly. And and the global collaborator, like I said, doesn't just have to be across the country. Like I said, it could be next door right there. But you're right. You know, there's nothing stopping us from now reaching out to kids in Atlanta or in or in China. I right. mean, you, it's just amazing what we can do. Awesome. Awesome. Um, one more question. I, I definitely want to want to want to throw your way. Um, 
what what role has uh, your your A team teachers? Um, the, the folks that are listening to these, these are all going to be A team teachers from across the different cohorts uh, taking part in these modules. So uh, shout out to you guys that are that are listening. Uh, but I also want to want to take an opportunity just for uh, for Debbie to explain what the A team has has meant for Sutter and Sutter's development. Our A team, I think the A team in any school is crucial to the development of the initiative and also just t- towards teachers feeling comfortable and doing something new. They are the they are your growth mindset promoters, I feel. They are the ones who are a little bit fearless and even if they have a little bit of fear or, or hesitancy or resistance, they're they're kind of being engulfed in these arms of like, go ahead and be a risk taker. These are my teachers who are innovators in their own classrooms. A lot of them have a lot of experience, but we have some new teachers as our eight team members as well. And you know, they are looking at the modules, they're doing the Verizon modules. And then they're implementing these things into their classroom. They're the ones who are inviting me into their classroom. What's interesting is at the beginning, when I first started being the coach, I had to ask teachers, hey, can I come into your classroom? Hey, can I find out about this? Hey, I'd love to come, you know, see what you're doing. But there was a big shift somewhere. And it was it was a big shift, but it happened slowly mm-hmm. over the course of the year where it shifted from me asking to go to your classroom where now teachers were texting me, hey, Debbie, look what I'm doing. Can you come check this out? And I was like, wow, that's awesome. That's what you want. As a coach, that was like my hurrah moment. And I think that shift happened because our teachers are supported in this risk-taking environment. That and the modules. I mean, the modules are spot on. They're really, they're applicable. You can read about them. You can you can do the trainings online at your own pace, whenever you want, whenever you have time. And then it's something that you can use immediately the next day. They're clear, they're focused, they're specific, and they're applicable immediately. And our teachers loved it. Awesome. All right. Well, that brings us to just about the conclusion of this first episode. But what I want to do is to end every episode, I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to put you on the spot here to shout out your teachers that are doing those best practices that you love to see in your building. This is that opportunity that you have to to really brag on those individuals, to to show all the great things that they're doing. Uh, And if they're listening, to make them blush a little bit, hopefully. Go for it. All right. This is a shout out to my Sutter teachers. That includes all of you out there. I'm really proud of our teachers moving forward, making progress every day, taking those risks and really helping our students achieve 21st century skills. I want to give a shout out to um, Evelyn Huerta. She's one of our star ELD teachers. And for example, she was just telling me yesterday that she's implementing blended learning. She's making videos at home so that the kids that are absent maybe can log on. And then I just challenged her and I said, how about you flip it, give them the video before the lesson. So when they come to class, they're just focusing on the activities that follow up. So I know she's amazing. I've got so many others. Mike Wolf, he's our star history teacher. I've got Erin Rowe. She's our incredible math teacher. These teachers are using choice boards. I've got Scott Tyra, Ryan Vasquez. These teachers are using choice boards. Their students know that when a project is, when they've completed a unit of study, they can look at that choice board and pick however they want to share their learning, whether it's via um, via a Google Slides or creating a website on Google Sites 
or creating a brochure or creating a flip book online or creating a portfolio, they know that they've got all kinds of options. And that's just some of them. Honestly, we have so many amazing teachers here. I'm very lucky to work here. Well, I tell you that these teachers are very lucky to have you, Debbie. Thank, Thank you so much for, ha- for joining us on the show today. And uh, we look forward to all the great things you and Sutter are, are going to be doing in year two. Thank you, Callie, and thank you for this opportunity. All right. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to uh, episode one of Learning Tracks. Uh, we hope you all are going through the modules and really enjoying all the information we have curated for you there. Uh, as always, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to any of your associate directors of professional learning or your VILS coach in your building. And uh, with that, we'll see you next episode.